listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. I've got Corey on the show this afternoon, and ah, my friend, I am so excited you're here. Tell the listeners a little bit more about you, what you got going on, and how you're looking at the EV ecosystem. For me, I'm really excited to be in the EV space. I'm on my eighth and ninth EVs, respectively. I ride an EV Harley. I drive a Tesla Model Y. And I'm thinking about maybe like, I don't think this counts technically, but Atlanta just a couple days ago announced a brand new program to give rebates to electric bicycles. So this summer with that program, maybe I'll become the proud owner of an electric bicycle. But this has been fascinating to me since I studied electrical engineering at Georgia Tech. And now that I've done a couple software companies I want to return to the space. I've spent the last year learning about electrification, spent the last year trying to talk with people way more knowledgeable than me, people like you, who have just amassed this great audience and uh, and learn all about it myself. Well, Corey, I have to now tell the story of how we met because it is epic. So we were at Move America. I remember this distinctly. And I was doing a panel uh, about EVs. And so in the banter that was happening in the panel, There were so many acronyms and I just jokingly said something to the effect of, man, we really need an EV acronym dictionary. That would be really cool if somebody could go and do that. Lo and behold, I'm just scrolling through LinkedIn about, I don't know, 20 minutes later, I see this post from Corey. I'm like, who is this person, Corey? And I see I'm tagged in it. And he's like, Elena Ciccatelli, here you go. Here's your EV acronym dictionary, just breaking it down from ICE, like internal combustion engine. Like I forget all the acronyms that were on there. I was like, this guy is amazing. So that's how we met. And we've just kind of stayed in touch ever since. Corey, I love that story of how we met. Oh, the alphabet soup. I heard the joke a long time ago that lawyers were paid by the word. So contracts got long. In engineering school, we got higher grades when we only spoke in letters and alphabets. And so we've been incentivized to turn everything into an acronym or just a set of letters. And I had some of these ideas when you talked about it. I was like, I finally have a home for this. Yeah. (laughs) Of giving me a place to nerd out in a way that, you know, maybe helps somebody with this alphabet soup going on. Yeah, absolutely. No, I loved it. It was much appreciated. And also what was really impressive to me was the speed at which you just had this thing knocked out. I want to talk about something else that I, because I basically live on LinkedIn these days. It's very sad. I, <laughs> I saw scrolling through again my feed, you in this classroom, teaching this class about EVs. I'm like, oh, what's Corey up to? He's always doing some cool stuff. So I really like driving. And one One of my favorite parts about EVs is I have a lot of fun while driving them. But what I've observed is sometimes we say EV and it's become political. And so the objective of the conversation that I wanted to share with that group was, hey, let's talk about the things that are fun about EVs and let's leave thinking about like, hey, maybe this will work for me. 
there's also, that means that the reciprocal could be true. And I'm okay with this truth. Maybe for some people an EV isn't okay for them or isn't right for them in that moment. That's, if that's true, that's fine. But let's talk about some of the things that might make it true and might make it fun. And yeah, the two truths and a lie. I think this is a morning presentation. And so I never played that game uh, with so many people so early in the morning, but I thought it was a fun kicker to, to start some of these conversations because there's a lot of headlines in the news right now about what's happening. So I now have to ask the most obvious of obvious questions, which is, can we play Two Truths and a Lie EV edition with Corey? Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. Oh, we're doing it. Okay. All right. I'm ready. So you're going to have to talk me through this, Corey. What are the rules? What are the rules and regulations? And I promise I will not google anything for the answer so i think i see you typing already so <laughs> i don't know I, already, I have my phone out i'm like wait uh have my google. all right so what are the rules what what are we doing here uh so you gotta pick the lie among the group so okay. i'll say three things two of them are true one of them's a lie can you pick the lie okay okay i'm ready okay this is gonna either be really awesome or really embarrassing for me. So let's get, I'm ready to be brutally embarrassed if I get all of these wrong, but let's go, we'll go let's through do all it. Three. After I go through all three, let me know and then we'll talk through them. How about that? Okay, that sounds good. That sounds, we'll make sure we have the explanations afterwards. And also too, for everybody listening, I have no idea what Corey is, has in store. Like we did not rehearse this, this is not scripted. We're just flying by the seat of our pants here. So, all right, Corey. Go for Sounds it. Like my life. Love it. Yes. Got a good template for this activity. Okay. So we'll get through all three. Number one, don't answer yet. Number one, EVs can handle the cold. Number two, we are past peak oil. Number three, the sale of EVs is on the decline. Can I ask a clarifying question? Absolutely. <laughs> um, For the sale of EVs, does that include new and used? You can use new and used or just new. Or just new. And what was the one about uh, oil again? We are past peak oil. So peak oil is behind us. I'm going to go with the oil one. Peak oil? Good, good guess. Great guess. It's not. It's, that one's a truth. Okay, oh. so you got two left. Either <laughs> EVs are good in the cold or EV sales well, are falling. I know, I know EV. Okay, so EVs, they lose a little bit of range in the cold. They do so lose a little bit of range in they the cold. They lose a little bit of range. So I don't know what you really mean by good, but I, I mean, I know that sales of EVs are quote unquote decreasing. So I'm going to go with the cold, the, the one with the, they're, they're good in the cold. So some of our friends just a couple months ago completed a North Pole to South Pole drive in an 800,000 kilometers worth of driving, apparently, in this Nissan Aria where they made minor modifications, mostly to tires. But what we've seen happen is when EVs originally launched, we saw a lot of range degradation due to battery issues in the cold. But new EVs today can handle it with speed and grace to the point that a lot of gas cars will have trouble in extreme cold as well. Things like if it's extremely cold, you may have oil or other things freezing in the engine, causing it to be unable to start correctly. You might need to plug your gas car in to make sure that your engine block stays warm. EVs can now outhandle those gas cars in the cold. So between the two, 
EVs can handle cold weather with grace. You may have some reduction in range, but it's not a permanent reduction. Once it warms back up, it goes back to normal type of deal. Right. You know, like in right. your gas car, you, you do have to change your driving behavior a little bit in the cold in a gas car as well. But if you're going to take any car to the pole, the one that has yeah. fewer fluids, fewer moving parts, and fewer things to go wrong, you would pick maybe a Nissan Aria. Really? Yes. First North Pole to South Pole drive. Obviously, the parts with the ocean, the boat carried it to the next land piece, but it drove as far as possible from the north all the way to the south in one very, very, very long trip. Wow. That's mind blowing to me. And when did this happen? Did this just a couple months ago? A couple months ago. Really? I'll send you the link, send you the picture. Yes. Send me the, okay. Because I mean, kudos to the Nissan team for figuring that out. Oh my goodness. So we see headlines, right? Sales plummeting. And there's an important caveat and that's the net sales in the U.S. are increasing. We crossed over a million EVs sold in 2023. The official numbers aren't out yet for the entire year, but it looks like it might be around 1.3 because we hit the million number back in October of 2023. So we're seeing annual sales increase. It looks like we're going to be up 50% year over year. And even with these month's numbers, we're still trending up 50% year over year. What we're seeing though, is that net increase in sales has not affected all manufacturers equally. We're seeing mm. Ford still losing $36,000 per EV sold, even mm. as recently as their last reported numbers. So yeah. Ford may see EV sales lower than projections. Mm. We may see that Stellantis is seeing sales with projections and they're claiming to be profitable, but we definitely see Volvo, Kia, Hyundai, Tesla profitably building sales that are hitting or sometimes exceeding expectations. So the on aggregate, we are selling more than we did. Sales are in aggregate increasing, but some manufacturers have seen sales fall. Not absolutely. Their sales are still up. Ford sales are still up for EVs, but it's lower than what they predicted it would be. So right, headline, right. I don't mean to trick people, but we see headlines that say EV sales falling, and that's not true. So that's the, the lie of the batch because EV sales are up. Ford's EV sales are up, but they're lower than projections. We need to put like a giant asterisk, quote unquote, the lie. And no, you're right. The headlines are fast and furious, especially when it comes to, see, told you so, EVs aren't working. Look at this, look at this. So anyway, all right, moving on. We won't get too far into the weeds there. Peak oil. So what we saw leading up to the pandemic was an increasing trend in peak oil and I'll send you the graph because it'd be great if it could overlay my face so I'm not talking yeah. with my hands. And we can yeah. see that oil is increasing year over year. And then we see the pandemic happen. We'll just ignore that for a minute. But what happened after that point is now even the each year sales hit a peak and then they fall and then they go up and they fall. So in the three years since then, each of the three peaks are in a continuous decline. And what's fascinating about it is some people are like, oh yeah, but gas was expensive for periods in it. But peak oil continued to fall even as the average cost of a gallon in the U.S. went from an average of five to an average of $3.4 per gallon. So even as gas got cheaper, we continued mm. to consume less fuel. And there's a couple trends behind it, and I'm not an analyst, uh, but we'll, we'll show that graphic just to show that peak oil is now in the past. We are consuming oil, lots and lots of oil, but the peak consumption is now behind us. Interesting. We broke down things like charging. Charging was so fun. 
because uh, at least graphically, you had the North American charging standard, which at the beginning, 12 months ago, whoop, you go back 12 months ago, and, and maybe your audience already knows all about this. So you just like blink twice if I'm keeping you trapped here on a, on a no, topic. No, please. No, please go for it, Corey. Go for it. So we had NAX, North American Charging Standard, but there was one lonely logo. They happen to be the biggest logo, but one lonely EV logo, and it was just Tesla. Then we had Chatamo. I actually still don't know how to pronounce it, but the Nissan one. And just them used it. And then everybody else, boop, 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 you know, that were, were filled with logos on the CCS side. Everybody else used CCS. And then we had Ford go on a road trip. We had the Secretary of Energy go on a road trip, and the road trips exposed some of the challenges relying on other people to run your charging networks. And like a week or something after that, that's drama. But the next day, that's not true, but the next day, Farley calls Musk and says, we have to work out a deal. And all of a sudden, Ford announces they're going to use the NAC standard. And GM, not to be outdone uh, by Ford, says, we're going to do the same thing too. And then in just a couple months, everybody everybody except for Stellantis, like everybody piles over. And now the world is on, the the US is on this NAC standard. And uh, this will be the first year that kind of in volume, people start using the Tesla superchargers from other networks through cables. Uh, and then we're going to see the little shape on EVs change over time as well. That, again, that's probably something your network already knew, but for the audience, it was fun to kind of hear the evolution of the story of you know that challenging road trip that the Secretary of Energy had that you know the Ford CEO had and and what led to this fast change for an otherwise really slow industry. Oh, absolutely! I remember when some of those uh, press releases started coming out. It was like every single day another OEM was like, All the "Me time. too!" Raise my hand, me too. So Corey, in the meantime, please tell the listeners where they can get a hold of you, where they can follow along on your EV journey. I'm active on LinkedIn. I'm trying to post everything that I'm learning on LinkedIn. You can find me under my name. So linkedin.com slash in slash Corey, C-O-R-Y, Hewitt, H-E-W-E-T-T. That's where you can find me. LinkedIn, Corey Hewitt, EVs and electrification. It's what I've made my life the last year. Awesome. Well, Corey, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Everybody can click on it and go and connect with you, go and follow you. Corey, I'm excited to know you. I'm excited to just keep this conversation going because we know it's going to be a fast and furious ride in the next year ahead. 2024 is going to be amazing. And I'm excited to see what you do next. It's going to be great. Thank you. Before we go, what is one thing, me or maybe a listener, what is one thing we could do that would just move something forward either for you or for the industry? Oh, my good, good goodness i would say i would say don't be afraid i just listeners out there don't be afraid to use your voice and to create content around evs like whether it's completely on one side or completely on the other side doesn't matter just share your voice that's what i would say i heard you say have courage get out there make content share your that's, story that's it that's the name of the game, my friend. It's 2024. You better get on it. What a gift. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story with you and your listeners today. Oh, thank you, Corey. You're a joy. You make my heart smile. Oh, I love you. 
you so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. That's EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, keep charging forward.